the flagship station for Blue Raider sports, WGNS. Here are the starting lineups for today's game for the Blue Raiders. A little bit different order in things as you expect to see really early in the season. JT Mabry in the leadoff slot playing second base. Fausto Lopez will hit second and be at short. Briggs Rudder bats third. He's the catcher. The designated hitter, Wyatt Morgan, is hitting fourth. Batting fifth, third baseman Brett Coker. Tatsunori Nagishi out in right field will hit sixth. Nathan Sanders, the left fielder, bats seventh. Gabe Jennings getting an appearance starting at first base. And Luke Vinson will hit ninth and be in center field. Eric Swan is the starting pitcher for the Sounds. Got a save on Friday, pitched an inning, allowed one hit and struck out one and not allowing any runs. Eric is from Murfreesboro, Tennessee and Oakland High School. He is a 6'6 right-hander. This is his second year with the team. For UNC Wilmington, Brooks Baldwin, their second baseman, leads off. He'll be followed by Dylan Lee Friere in left field. Ron Evans, the first baseman, hits third. Cleanup spot for the Seahawks. Matt Suggs is the catcher. Tabor Mongero, the shortstop, hits fifth. He'll be followed by the designated hitter, Ethan Buckham. Trevor Marsh in center field, the seventh hitter. John Newton in right field will hit eighth. And Jack Kroom is at third base. He will bat ninth. The starting pitcher for the Seahawks is a sophomore, Ethan Chenault. Chenault from Forest, Virginia. Good numbers last year with this team. Appeared in 17 games, had one start, a 4-3 and three record. Or make that a 4-0-3, earned an average of 3-1 and one record. And he picked up three saves. Chenault worked 29 innings, struck out 24 while walking only 10. Umpires have met with the head coaches, and of course that's Jim Toman for the Blue Raiders and Randy Hood for the Seahawks. They've exchanged the lineup cards, and so we're just waiting a few more minutes until the Seahawks take the field, and then we will get set with baseball. And as we said, this uh, this game today closes out the series here in Wilmington for the Blue Raiders. Temperature at game time, 54 degrees. It's very sunny, beautiful sunny day. And other than a few scattered clouds out over the Atlantic Ocean, uh, nothing else to be seen out there. A breeze coming in from the north, and it's blowing at about seven miles an hour. A couple of times you'll see the gusts uh, pick it up a little bit from that. And, you know, when you're on the, on the coast, you expect things to be breezy. Blue Raiders will be, as we talked about a little bit uh, ago, in at Coastal Carolina for that series next week. It's interesting because Illinois, Ball State, and Rutgers, while they're playing games in at Coastal on a day or two before or a day or two after that, they will be playing games up here against UNC Wilmington. So the two schools are only about 90 minutes apart. So it, uh, it works out very well. Seahawks are taking the field. We'll take a break and be back with the first pitch. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. 
Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. We are set for baseball here from Wilmington. JT Mabry getting set to stand in and face the right hander Ethan Chenault. MTSU against UNCW. First pitch of the game, and Mabry takes a strike on the inside corner. JT, three hits yesterday afternoon, including a double. Three for five. Pitch to him, hit foul up along the third base dugout side. That's where the Blue Raiders are here in this game this afternoon. Outfield straight away for JT, has five hits, 15 at-bats, and three of the five hits are doubles. Smash one hop to Baldwin. He knocks it down, can't come up with it, and throws late. And Mabry is aboard. Leadoff man on base as Mabry reaches to start things in the top of the first inning. Error on the second baseman, Baldwin. So Fausto Lopez will bat. He's hit a couple of home runs, driven in six runs already through three games, batting 545. Foul pitch here and strike one. Briggs Rudder, the catcher, will hit in the third spot. So a different look to the first three in the Blue Raider batting order. Mabry at first base. 
JT a good lead. Here's the pitch. Lopez takes it low at outside. Ball and a strike. Dylan Lefrieri, Trevor Marsh, and John Newton make up the Seahawks outfield left to right. They're playing Fausto to pull the baseball, and he certainly has done some of that. 1-1 pitch in the dirt, blocked nicely by the catcher Suggs to keep Mabry at first base. And 2-1. And they have Jack Kroom at third, Tabor Mongero at short, Brooks Baldwin at second, Ron Evans at first with Matt Suggs catching. The right-hander Chenault looks in. He's two balls and a strike with Lopez. Swing and a foul, two and two. Talked about a lot of family and friends of the ball club being able to travel here, and they have certainly enjoyed a good weekend. Out in good force here this afternoon for the third day. 2-2 pitch, swing, and a miss. Changed up on him. Nice pitch from Chenault. Gets a strikeout, and Lopez is retired for the first out in the top of the first inning. Briggs Rudder, the catcher, is the batter. Briggs getting the start now in three of the four games. Comes in with four hits and eight at-bats. Has a double. He's driven in one so far. Check swing and a strike. Breeze blowing a different direction today, as we talked about. Uh, and we've been going out from either first towards left center or from left right to left. Today it's going left to right. Swing and a foul, strike two in the first game. There was a player for St. John's who, all right, take that back, a player for uh, the Seahawks riled up the St. John's dugout by admiring what he thought was going to be a homer. Uh, and the wind coming from the left held it up, and it was caught at the edge of the fence. Per yeah, created some interesting uh, situations. Here's a swing and a miss and another breaking ball and a couple of quick strikeouts after the air. So quickly two outs and the designated hitter, Wyatt Morgan, J.T. Mabry at first base, reaching on the air and now at first base with two down. The Raider coach, Jordan Getzelman, coaching at third base and Forrest Arnold at first base. Fastball strike called to Morgan. Wyatt has appeared in three, all three of the games, started a couple of them. 0 for 5, but has three walks. Runner goes, a swing and a foul, and strike two. Mentioned the Blue Raiders coming home or heading home after this game. Be sometime uh, before normal. Normally, most of us would get up tomorrow morning about 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Sliced foul on a two-strike pitch. Nice job by Morgan. 
just fouling off that pitch because it came in and was jamming him on the hands. Able to get the bat on the ball, stay at the plate, keep the count at 0-2. Mabry at first base with two outs. Two-strike pitch, bounce to first, one big long hop to Evans, and it's three unassisted to retire the side. No runs or hits, an error. And one left for the Blue Raiders in the top of the first inning. We'll move to the bottom of the first. Blue Raiders nothing. And UNC Wilmington coming to bat. Time to recognize tonight, this afternoon's John DeLuce fan of the game. Seated, seated in section 206, row A, seat 18. That's section 206, row A, seat 8. That is seat 8. Johnny Luke says all your dining and entertainment needs. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656, or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go, Blue, and I'll see you at the game. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Eric Swan on the hill for the Blue Raiders, 6'6 right hander, ready with the start. And he'll face Brooks Baldwin, Dylan Lefrieri, and Ron Evans in this inning. Eric last year. Started one game, appeared in 11 others. And so his second Blue Raiders start gets the nod here as fastball is high and outside, ball one. Baldwin, three for five in Friday's game with the Blue Raiders, had the game-winning walk-off two-run homer. 1-0 pitch, foul back, and 1-1. Baldwin hits from the left side, hit 325 last year, preseason, co-preseason player of the year in the Colonial Athletic Association. Swing and a miss and a strike two, one and two. Game getting underway 45 minutes later than we originally, the original scheduled start time, but of course that was kind of a, an estimate as the original start time officially was going to be 45 minutes after the first game was over. And for a while it looked like 
that would be early. And then as it turned out, things slowed down, pitching changes, and uh, something to do with the five-run inning that Wilmington had uh, stretched things out quite a bit. A one-two pitch outside, two balls and two strikes. Pitch on the way, bounced up the middle behind second. Lopez has it, a quick throw to first, out by half a step at first base. Good strong throw and a quick release from Fausto Lopez and a ball hit up the middle. Nips Baldwin by half of a step at first base. And one out. Here's Dylan Lefrieri. It's interesting to watch the ball fly Friday in the first game the Blue Raiders had with St. John's. There were Blue Raiders hit like three or four on the warning track up against the fence. St. John's hit a couple and then the ball started flying a little bit. That man, Lee Freire, did one. He goes first ball, pitch swinging, throws to first in the dirt, but Gabe Jennings not able to dig it out. And so Lopez will get an error on that and a runner at first. Talking about the ball flying, there were three home runs hit in that night game Friday. Lopez for the Blue Raiders, Baldwin and the man that just reached Lee Freire. And they were bombs all to left field. So runner at first base, one out. And the first baseman, Ron Evans, is the batter. Throw to first. Blue Raiders in the outfield today. Nathan Sanders is in left. Luke Benson in center. Tatsunori Nagishi is in right field. Playing... This hitter slightly to pull. He checks his swing. A pitch drops low. Brett Coker, Fausto Lopez, J.T. Mabry, and Gabe Jennings. The infield third to first. And the catcher is Briggs Rudder. Swan from the set position. His delivery is down low again. And two balls and no strikes. It turns out a late Sunday afternoon baseball game for the Blue Raiders here in Wilmington, North Carolina. 2-0 pitch, swing and a miss. Eric has a good fastball, probably the, the best one, most lively on, on the team. He's in the mid-90s. Also throw a slider, occasionally use a changeup. Throw to first, the runner back. So one on and one out. Two one pitch, swing and a miss. Count hit. Even with this hitter at two and two, Evans in the game against the Blue Raiders was 0 for 4. Overall, though, 300, 3 for 10. That's from the right side. 2-2 pitch to him. 
Swing and a miss. He is out. Eric Swan picking up a strikeout, so it's his first. He had one in his inning of work on Friday when he picked up the save. Matt Suggs, the catcher, batting in the cleanup spot is the hitter. Blue Raiders one and two, and like to get this one to get a split and head back to Tennessee at Belmont Tuesday and then on the road next weekend. Three different teams in three days at Coastal Carolina. A ball low to Suggs. He steps back, gets back in, runner at first with two outs now. Swan working quickly, a swing and a miss, doing that slider. Tough loss for the Blue Raiders against this Seahawks team Friday night. UNC Wilmington had a 3-0 lead after five. The Blue Raiders went ahead with four in the sixth and then saw the Seahawks come back with three in the bottom of the ninth. A strike on a pitch that gets a response from the crowd. So one ball and two strikes. Runner goes, pitches outside, throw to second is very high, leaping up to make the catch is J.T. Mabry, keeps that ball from going into center field, but Lee Frieri gets a stolen base. So he's at second base with two outs. That's his second stolen base and two tries. So 2-2 two, two in the pitch in the dirt. Nicely blocked by Rudder. Outfield playing this right-hand hitter to pull the baseball. Lee Friere with the Stolen base at second and two outs. Full count pitch. Inside, gets away, and the runner will go to third, and the batter will go to first base. Wild pitch. So two-out walk keeps the inning going, and it'll bring up the shortstop, Tabor Mongero. He had a one-for-three game Friday. It had had a big part of the Seahawks win in the earlier game today, batting with the bases loaded and two outs and his team trailing by two, he cleared the bases with the double. Steps in hitting from the left side, takes a strike. Runner at third, Lee Frieri, Suggs the base runner at first. Re an error and a walk have the two runners aboard. Strike one pitches outside, ball one and strike one. 
Eric Swan pitching for the Blue Raiders. His second start overall in his two years with the team. Strike called. Good fastball, got the outside part of the plate. One ball, two strikes. Mongero hits left. The Blue Raiders playing him to hit the other way. He's got some room down the line and right and a good gap in deep right center field. One and two, the runner at first goes. The ball's bounced foul up along the first baseline. Thinking of a two-strike foul ball, there was a player in this first game today that fouled off 11 consecutive two-strike pitches. Which actually, as far as I can recall, the most I've ever seen. And some Ron Johnson of the Sounds did it nine times in Denver once back in the 80s. Here's a pitch low, throw to second base. The runner is going to be safe. The runner at third stayed there. So Suggs gets a stolen base, Pitched a good picked a good pitch to go on because it was in the dirt, backhanded by Rudder. And so the throw not in time to get the runner at second base. So runners at second and third with two outs. Number two's at the plate, 2-2 two, two count, and two, two, two outs. Two strike delivery, ball three. Speaking of twos, today is 2 20 Not that, you know, if you're not a nerdy accountant like me, you might not have paid much attention to that. 3 2 pitch, bounce to second base. Mabry has it. Over to Gabe Jennings at first, and that will retire the side. So the Seahawks get a threat going. An error, a walk, a couple of stolen bases, but they leave two here in the bottom of the first. And so after an inning of play here this afternoon in Wilmington, Blue Raiders nothing and the Seahawks nothing. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. No score after an inning this afternoon in Wilmington, North Carolina. Blue Raiders and the UNC Wilmington Seahawks. Blue Raiders got JT Mabry on. He reached on an error leading off things, but was stranded. An error and a walk put two Seahawks on base. A couple of stolen bases actually ended up with runners at second and third, but 
nothing developed scoring-wise from that. And so nothing, nothing after one. Here's Brett Coker to lead off for the Blue Raiders. Brett Coker, Tatsunori Nagishi, and Nathan Sanders will be the hitters. Brad, a swing and a foul comes back this way. Strike one. Brad had a one for four afternoon yesterday. Drove in a run. Strike one delivery up and in. Ball one and strike one. Outfield straightaway. A couple of steps deep. All the way around. That ball's hit into the gap into right center field. It's going to find grass and goes to the warning track. Cut off by the right fielder, Newton. Gets it back in, but sliding safely into second base with a double is Brett Coker. Brett Coker gets the game's first base hit, a double to right center field. Tatsunori Nagishi is the batter. Looking for that first Blue Raider base hit. Been the leadoff hitter for through the first three games. Hitting in the sixth spot here this afternoon. Takes outside, ball one. Tatsunori has shown some good defensive abilities through these first three games. Takes a pitch down low. Check to swing in time and ball two. That's an Ori from Tokyo, Japan. Played at Orange Coast Community College in Costa Mesa, California last year. Here's the pitch to him. Way outside. And ball three. No strikes. Brett Coker at second, a double to start the second inning for the Blue Raiders. Right-hander Ethan Chenault working for UNC Wilmington. Three-zero pitch. That's a strike. Three and one. Nathan Sanders will hit next for the Blue Raiders. Nagishi standing in. Here comes a 3-1 pitch to the Blue Raider right fielder. He hits one back up the middle and fielded by Baldwin. But that's going to be a base hit. So he gets his first Blue Raider base hit. Baldwin got to it nicely, but he was deep behind the base at second. And so had no play. Did take a good look to third and threw over to third. But Brett Coker, who Rounded the bag just a couple of steps, able to get back in easily. So, Nagishi with the base hit. Coker at third. Tatsunori is at first. And here's Nathan Sanders. Started Friday afternoon's game, went 0 for 2. So his second appearance of the season. That's from the left side. Good curveball, swing and a miss, and strike one. Nathan in his third year with the Blue Raider program. Swing and a miss. Same pitch, breaking ball, and 
Didn't get it. Strike two. Temperature in the mid-50s this afternoon. Light breeze going left to right. About seven or eight miles an hour. Two strikes to Sanders. Swing and a miss. And coming in to score as the ball gets away is Brett Coker. Sanders ran, but first base was occupied, so he is not going to be able to reach. <laughs> and, however, despite that, Sanders is out. And then a wild pitch to put runners at... A runner at second base and Brett Coker in the dugout with a run. Nathan, when, when first base is occupied in less than two outs, the catcher drops the ball, the ball gets away, you're, you're still out. It's only if first base is not occupied with less than two outs or you do have two outs that the batter can run. That kind of confused everybody a little bit, but uh, it gets the Blue Raiders a run. Pitch up and in, and it. Nathan tried to check his swing and didn't. Obviously, it had gone around, and so there was just almost like a half-second pause as the ball got away, and then everybody started running. So one nothing, Blue Raiders. Gabe Jennings tried to check his swing, but not able to do so, and... A strike. Gabe from Lebanon High School went to Wilson Central. Or Lebanon, Tennessee, went to Wilson Central High School. One of a lot of good players on this club from Middle Tennessee. Swing and a miss here. So it's even. Two balls and two strikes. Playing at first base in this game. Most of the action he's seen as a Blue Raider has been at short or third, and very, very good glove man. Pitch to Jennings. Swing and a miss. That is four strikeouts for Chennault. So now two outs with Nagishi at second base. Luke hitless yesterday, 0 for 3, but had a double and a triple very prominent hits in each of the first two games, including the double that drove in the game-winning run, as it turned out, in that first game on Friday. Shows Bunn on a pitch that's outside, ball one, and no strikes. Nagishi a big lead, the ball in the dirt, blocked nicely by the catcher, but it got just far enough away, and so Nagishi's able to go to third base, so he's at third base with two outs. Second wild pitch of the inning. Luke Vincent, two balls, no strikes.
Chenault from the stretch. Here's the pitch. Vincent takes. It's inside. Ball three and no strikes. Vincent is, you will recall, a very good bunter. And with the first baseman playing back and the runner at third base into his speed, not a bad thought. Takes a strike, three and one. Pitch on the outside corner. And if you want to bunt up the first baseline, that's not the pitch to do it with. Blue Raiders have scored a run here in the top of the second inning. 3-1, Vinson swinging a foul off to the right side, three and two. Chenault looking in, full count delivery coming to the Blue Raiders center fielder, swing and a miss, he has five strikeouts now. Wow. A run on two hits for the Blue Raiders, however. No errors and one left on base, so the Blue Raiders get a run here in the second inning, lead one to nothing in the middle of the second. And this is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Bottom of the second, Blue Raiders in front of UNC Wilmington. One to nothing, a run in the top of this inning. Brett Coker, a leadoff double. Tatsunori Nagishi, a base hit, put runners at first and third. Here's Balcom swinging. And Coker's hot throw is way over the mark at first base. And E5 to start the inning. Ethan Baucom, bouncer to Coker at third. And Brett's throw very high at first base. And so the runner at second base with nobody out after E5. So. Two Blue Raiders errors, one for Wilmington, and we're only in the bottom of the second. Interesting errors in that, you know, sometimes you'll get the bad throw after a good play. These are just all pretty routine, and that happens. The batter is Trevor Marsh, the center fielder. 
And he hits with the tying run at second base. Nobody out here in the bottom of the second inning. Swing and a miss. Eric throwing a changeup and very effective on that particular delivery. Talking about Coker getting the double, Nagishi the infield hit, Demet getting to third, and then he scored on a wild pitch. Two strikes on this batter. Swing and a bouncer to first. Jennings gets the play himself unassisted, but the ball hit hard on the right side. Gets the runner to third with only one out. And the batter is John Newton. Newton didn't play against the Blue Raiders Friday night. He's appeared in one of the other two games for the Seahawks. Has a base hit and two at-bats, and that base hit just happened to be a three-run homer. So if you're going to get one hit, that's uh, almost the max, isn't it? Strike one on the first pitch. Eric Swan might want to try to heat it up and get a strike out here. Fastball is high. Ball one and strike one. Eric has a very smooth delivery. And, you know, considering he's 6'6", six, six, that's uh, when you're only a sophomore, that's a good thing to have. Swing and a foul at the plate. Hits the batter, rolls out in front of home towards the mound. One and two. Newton steps out after the foul ball, gets back in. Freshman from Waxhaw, North Carolina. One, two delivery to him. Bounce to deep short. That's going to at least get a run home and safe at first as the throw gets away. He was going to be safe in any case. So Newton gets an infield hit and scoring from third with an unearned run is Ethan Balkum. Balkum, who reached on an error, scores, ties the game at 1-1. And it's Jack Kroom, the third baseman, who will step in with a runner at first and one out. And Seahawks quickly get back that run that the wild pitch gave the Blue Raiders in the top of the inning. Newton at first, pitch on the way to Kroom, a called strike. Eric Swan from the stretch with the runner at first. Runner goes, hit and run, and that's going to be very successful. Lopez was going to cover, and Kroom hit a nice slow bouncer right to the vacated shortstop position. That was very well done. 
And as far as a piece of hitting, he didn't hit it hard, but he hit it perfectly. So a couple of infield hits and two on, still only one out. Top of the order and Brooks Baldwin. Baldwin out on a ground ball to short and time is called as Blue Raider pitching coach Jerry Myers is going to talk to Eric and also bring the infield in. You know, there, there are times, especially with, with the younger pitchers, things don't uh, happen well. And, you know, you've got an error that uh, just a, a routine play and runners at second. And then you have the hit and run as we just saw there. Another infield hit that was almost an out. Would have scored the runner, but it can, if it gets in your head, it can kind of... Uh, mess things up a little bit. So Coach Myers, a quick trip to the mound, talks to Swan and everybody else came in to join in on the conversation as well. So we'll get back to things with Brooks Baldwin stepping in. Eric ready to go, and his pitch to the second baseman is outside, ball one. Couple of base runners who've reached on infield hits get their lead, a pitch outside, ball two. Just looking at the you know the time of the game just in the bottom of the second and I was being reminded of a rule that on getaway day it's almost 50 50 that you've got to be delayed and start and it's required that the game be at least three plus hours just to make the time arriving home a little late. Well, the good news is, is that there are lots of good uh, breakfast places in Murfreesboro for the team to hit tomorrow morning when they get in. Two balls, a strike, two on, one out. Run in in the bottom of the second, a 1-1 game. Swing and a foul tip at the plate. And evens the count at 2-2. Two and two. Sending started when Balcom reached on an error, was it second? Went to third on the ground out, scored on an infield hit to deep short. Jack Kroom, a hit and run base hit to put runners at first and second. 2-2 with this batter. In the dirt, ball three and strike two. So a full count. Seahawks colors, and I'm, I'm not reading from their guide, but I would call it a, a deep sea green and a marine blue. Pitcher with the runners going, swing and a foul. Seahawks sending the runners on the 3-2 pitch with one out, and the foul ball sends them back. And the point I was getting to in the colors, the Blue Raiders wearing their bright royal blue 
jerseys and hats today, and so the two teams uh, line up pretty colorfully. They blend well. Three-two pitch, runners don't go. Ball is hit to left. Sanders is going back and over towards the line, makes the catch and fires it back to the infield in a hurry. So Baldwin is retired and the fly ball to left field. And now there are two outs. Dylan LaFerry is the batter. He reached on an air, stole the base, but was stranded in the first inning. Had a home run against the Blue Raiders Friday night. They have a berm that they've built up out beyond the left field fence. It's an open fence, chain link fence, so you can see through it. Adirondack chairs up there, and folks getting a, a comfortable view of things from an outfield perspective. Ball one to this hitter. Eric Swan delivers to him. A bouncer slowly to third. Coker has it, throws to first in time to retire the side. So Eric Swan does a really nice job of collecting things after a bad break on the air and the infield hit and keeps things with just the one run scoring. One run, two hits, one error, and two left on base for UNC Wilmington in the bottom of the second. And after two innings of play now, we're all even. Blue Raiders won and the Seahawks won. And you're listening to MTSU Baseball on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. You put away some drinks. Put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. All right, couple of innings and a 1-1 baseball game. We go to the top of the third. J.T. Mabry, Fausto Lopez, and Briggs Rudder hit for the Blue Raiders. Eric Chennault throwing a really nice assortment, mixing up speeds with his breaking pitches, has five strikeouts through two innings. J.T. Mabry was not one of those. He reached on an error at second base to lead things off in the top of the first. So J.T. 0 for 1. First pitch, a strike to him. One strike delivery, swing and a foul at the plate, 0 and 2. Chenault doing a good job of getting ahead of hitters. Seems to have good command in the early going of his pitches. 
although he has had a couple get away for wild pitches and then mostly on the breaking ball. Two-strike delivery, a swing and a miss, and there's six strikeouts. So six strikeouts through two and a third innings. That's uh, getting off to a good start with the Ks. The batter is Fausto Lopez. He was a strike. Well, actually, the only hitter to make an out that wasn't on a strikeout was Wyatt Morgan. So if you're 0 for whatever, it means you've struck out to this point. Fausto swinging a foul and strike one. Fausto, two-run homers in each of the games Friday. Two runs batted in yesterday. Swing and a miss. As we mentioned, Fausto coming in at 545, six for 11. Six runs batted in. He's at the short end, two strikes. Hits a hard smash, two hops to the second baseman, Baldwin, and out at first. Couple of quick outs in the top of the third for the Blue Raiders. Here's the catcher, Briggs Rudder. Briggs out on strikes in the first inning. Briggs moved up to the fourth spot in the batting order. And that's because he has done a good job getting base hits, four for eight through the first three games. He's appeared in all of them and started two. A ball and a strike to him as he hits with the bases empty and two outs in the top of the third. Chanel with his pitch, swing and a miss, and strike two. One-one game, top of the third inning, a one-two pitch. Didn't check his swing, and in the dirt, picked up by the catcher. Rudder is tagged. And that's the way it goes. Three up and three down here in the top of the third. The Blue Raiders out quickly. Seven strikeouts on the board for the Seahawk right-hander. 1-1 in the middle of the third. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. 
The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Bottom of the third inning, a 1-1 baseball game, and the Seahawks will send up their three, four, and five hitters, Ron Evans, Matt Suggs, and Tabor Mongero, to face Blue Raider right-hander Eric Swan. Eric has been touched for one unearned run. Coker, after the 3-0, stepped out, gets back in. 3-0 and on the pitch on the way to him, and that's low and inside for ball four. That's the first walk that Cheneau has issued in this game after striking out seven. So MTSU, an opportunity here with two on and nobody out to start the fourth inning. And we're going to get a quick trip to the mound from Kelly Seacrest, the pitching coach for this Seahawks club. Boys appreciate the hospitality of teams when we go on the road and want to pass along our thanks to Tom Reardon and all the, the people here. He's their head SID. Well, I don't think still call him that. He's the, the top media relations guy. Um, and we've appreciated it. And it's, of course, I know people come to Murfreesboro get treated very well. Here's a ball drilled by Nagishi to center, but it's going to hang up and get caught. And Morgan started to go, got back in, and fortunately for the Blue Raiders, that throw went to the cutoff man, who wasn't as far out as maybe he should have been. But that throw got in in a hurry. I still think Wyatt would have been back, but it would have been a close play. So a runner at first, a runner at second, and now one out as Nagishi hits the ball hard but out. Here's Nathan Sanders. Takes a strike. Umpires for this game, Brian Peterson is at home place. Wilson Rayner at first. Warren Nicholson is the umpire at third. Two on, one out. 2-1 ball game in favor of UNC Wilmington. One strike pitch, breaking ball, strike two. Gabe Jennings in the on-deck circle for the Blue Raiders. Morgan single to center to start the inning. Brett Coker a four-pitch walk. Nagishi a line drive out to center. Now Sanders, two-strike pitch. Outside, ball one, and strike two. Each team got a second inning run, and then the Seahawks got the go-ahead run in the bottom of the third. One and two. Sanders a swing and a miss, and he's out on strikes for the second time. Eight strikeouts. And two down and runners still at first and second base. Brings up Gabe Jennings. Gabe getting his first start out on strikes in the second inning. Last year, Gabe saw action in 20 games. Started 10 of them, hit 235. Had a homer and four runs batted in. 
Swing and a miss. Good breaking ball and strike one. Top of the fourth, a 2-1 Seahawks lead over the Blue Raiders. One strike and a pitch, swing and a miss. And no balls and two strikes. Chenault has, is mixing up locations, speeds, and pitches. And you're not seeing too many hitters get in and have comfortable-looking swings against them at all. You know, you, sometimes you see those big, powerful swing and misses. Not so far. Two strikes. Jennings takes low and outside, so Gabe's up there one and two now. Jennings stands in from the right side. Morgan's at second base and Coker at first for the Blue Raiders with two outs. A 1-2 pitch in the dirt, gets away, and the runners are going to move up 90 feet each. So a wild pitch and runners to second and third, and the count evens at 2-2. Two and two. And we saw in that first game today the importance of two out hits as this Seahawks team Trailing five to one, scored five runs after two outs in the bottom of the fifth. Quick timeout as the catcher Suggs goes out to talk to his right-hander. Gabe Jennings at the plate. First baseman waiting for a two-ball, two-strike pitch. 2-2 delivery in the dirt again and blocked by Suggs. So now three ball, two strike count. If Jennings can keep this inning going, Luke Vinson will get a chance to bat here in the top of the fourth. Blue Raiders would love to get a two out hit here. Three and two, the pitch, ball four. So Jennings, nice job looking over pitches. He was 0-2 at one point in this count and then ends up working his way on with the walk. Second walk of the game, both of them in this inning for the Seahawks right-hander. Here's Luke Vincent. He bats with the bases loaded and two outs. Luke out on strikes in the second. Takes the fastball for strike one. Morgan, Coker, and Jennings, third to first on the bases for the Blue Raiders. Luke Vincent at the plate. One strike pitch, foul back. Strike two. Go ahead run came in in the third inning for the Seahawks on a couple of walks and a balk. 2 1 Seahawks. Bases loaded, Blue Raiders, top of the fourth. Swing and a foul, he stays up there. 
Luke had, as we mentioned, quite a bit the last couple of days, the game-winning double in the 10th inning in the win on Friday afternoon. Also had an RBI triple in the night game. Two-strike pitch down low and ball one. One and two. This pretty much wraps up a busy sports weekend here on this campus. Keeps everybody on their toes to say the least. Bases loaded. Here's the pitch outside. Oh, no. Uh, I guess I stand corrected on that one. Wow. Vincent takes a pitch, and it's a called strike three. Nine strikeouts for Chenault, and so the bases are left loaded. No runs, a hit, no errors, and three left in the Blue Raider. 4-2-1 Seahawks in the middle of the fourth. And this is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Well, we move along to the bottom of the fourth inning, and the Blue Raiders on the short end, two to one. UNC Wilmington will send up John Newton, Jack Croom, and Brooks Baldwin in the fourth inning. Newton, uh, infield hit to deep short to drive in a run in the second inning. And he takes strike one called. As you mentioned, he has not played. Well, he's only played in one game. That was in as a replacement. Went one for two with the one hit being a three-run homer. So he has two hits and four RBIs and three at-bats on the season. Ball and a strike to him, swinging a foul out of play. Eric Swan out there for the Blue Raiders, starting things in the bottom of the fourth. He's got Nathan Sanders, Luke Vincent, and Tatsunori Nagishi behind him in the outfield, left to right. They are straight away, swinging a foul, and keeps the count one and two. Only change on the Blue Raider infield from the starting games and most of the others is at first Gabe Jennings playing at first but it's Coker Lopez and Mabry third short and second Briggs Rudder the catcher ball two is outside two two
Breeze has died down a little bit since the start of the game. Going from left to right, here's a ground ball to Mabry at second, fires at first, and Newton is retired. 4-3 on the out, and the leadoff man is retired for the Seahawks here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Temperature dropped a couple of degrees since game time. We're at 52 right now. Breeze has dropped a little bit too. It's gone from 11 down to seven. Ball one is the first pitch to Jack Kroom. Kroom an infield single, his only time up. That was in the second inning. Hits this one in the air to center field and Luke Vinson over towards left center field, moves that way and makes the catch. So a couple of outs here in the fourth. Top of the order and Brooks Baldwin the batter. Ground out and a fly ball out in his two trips to the plate thus far. He was the villain Friday night. Boy, he bombed a two-run homer to left center field to win the game. That was a tough, uh, tough walk-off loss. I guess that's being repetitive, isn't it? First pitch, a strike, swing and a miss. The Friere waiting in the on-deck circle. Two outs as Baldwin bats in the bottom of the fourth. Drilled foul, but very much out of play to the left side. And strike two. So just past 5 o'clock here in the Eastern time zone. And the Blue Raiders playing baseball in the bottom of the fourth inning. Two strikes. Pitches outside. And it's ball one, strike two. Eric Swan delivers. One, two pitch, lined over short in the left center field. Baldwin takes a big turn, but playing it very well in left center is Nathan Sanders. And so a two out hit. And so three hits in the game. Baldwin is now one for three. The Freary, 0 for two, reached on an air his first time, grounded to third after that in the second. Throw to first base, Baldwin gets back in. Very definitely a threat to run. They don't steal as many bases here. Of course, they've had, they hit a few home runs too. They only stole 58 last year. Baldwin had, Baldwin had 11 of those. Another throw to first. So three straight throws to first. I know there's a reason for them, but they're just not generally terribly exciting. 
First pitch to Lee Freire is a called strike. He steps out of the box and gets back in. So a quick step up on the soapbox. If a batter hasn't swung at a pitch, and he should not be allowed to get out of the batter's box. Swing and a miss. Nice play by Rudder on a breaking ball that sunk down in the dirt. And he kept it from scooting on through Briggs, as I mentioned, gosh, two innings ago. He's still getting a heck of a workout there and doing a splendid job. So two strikes on this batter. Throw to first and safe. He had him as far as leaning in the right direction, but Baldwin was fortunate that he did not take in that big of a lead, and so he was able to get a hand in before the quick tag from Gabe Jennings. Nice move to first by Eric Swan. Another throw to first. And the runner back in. Let's see, a pitch, two strikes is inside, ball one and strike two. With two outs in this inning, Brooks Baldwin a base hit. So he's the runner at first base. Runner goes, throw is low, and then dropped. So a stolen base for Baldwin. Another stolen base in this game for the Seahawks. Quick count, I came up with four of them so far. Ball fouled, slice foul to the first base dugout. For Baldwin, he is five out of five in stolen bases this year. And the stolen base in this situation puts him in scoring position with two outs. 2-2, and the pitch. Hammered to left, and see you later. Lee Frieri, straightaway left field with a two-run homer, and it opens things up a little bit here as the Seahawks have taken now a 4-1 lead in the bottom of the fourth inning. Got a hanging breaking ball, jumped all over it. Sent it on a line to halfway up on that berm that's behind the left field fence. So that certainly changes the complexion of this game, doesn't it? Four to one. Two outs, nobody on, single homer, and there we go. A pop-up on the infield off the bat of Evans, and it's caught by Gabe Jennings sliding to make that catch. That was a tough play. It didn't have much altitude, and it was in that spot perfectly placed between pitcher second and first. But two runs on two hits. No errors and nobody left 
for UNC Wilmington in the bottom of the fourth inning. So we played four, move along to the fifth. Seahawks lead the Blue Raiders by a score four to one. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious bunny bread and bunny buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're watching with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help strike out hunger and give you energy. So pick up some Bunny Buns and Bunny Bread today. It's sure to be a home run. That's what I said. Bunny Bread. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit willfraleylaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Top of the fifth, Blue Raiders bat trailing now four to one with two outs in the inning, a single and a two run homer. That's the third run that has been scored by UNC Wilmington after two outs. Their third inning run came on a two-out balk. And just looking back, going back to the 10th inning of the first game, there's only been two innings of those innings played, which would be 23 innings in which the Blue Raiders have retired the other team in order. So the bottom line is, is people getting on base and the odds tend to go against you. Those one, two, three innings are, are always appreciated. J.T. Mabry, two balls and no strikes. Bats here in the top of the fifth inning. J.T. reached on an air, struck out. Ground ball sharply hit to short. Long throw to first and out by a step as the leadoff man is retired in the Blue Raiders' fifth inning. Fausto Lopez bats. Fausto 0 for 2 in this game. Blue Raiders run came in the second inning. Brett Coker led off that inning with a double. Infield single to deep short from Tatsunori Nagishi moved him to third. And then he scored on a wild pitch. Lopez looks and Fausto takes it outside. Ball one. Four to one, Blue Raiders down by that four to one score. Strike called on the inside part of the plate. One out, bases empty in this fifth inning. One one pitch comes inside and it makes it two and one. They really play Fausto to pull the baseball, and he sends it to the right of center field for a base hit. Takes a big turn, but it's played well out there by Marsh. Kept it from getting by him, but Fausto has a base hit. And the Blue Raiders 
have a base hit. That's their fourth. Here's Briggs Rudder. He'd like to solve Chenault. Seahawk right-hander has gotten him on strikes a couple of times. Ball tapped out in front of the plate. They're going to look to second, but no throw. And then go to first. Lopez got a great break on that comebacker to the mound. And ordinarily, you look, the, the pitcher goes to second, gets at least the one, but he did not have a play. So runner at second base. Runner out on the comebacker. But good base running by Lopez keeps it from being a double play or a runner at only first instead of at second with one out. Here's Wyatt Morgan, single to start the fourth inning. And Wyatt is one for two. Yeah. So Morgan a chance to get a base hit, cut into that Seahawks lead. Wyatt stands in, takes a strike. It's on one. And the catcher started to go to the mound and stopped and went back. That did not count as a mound visit, although There was a situation yesterday where Rudder was dinged up a little bit and the Blue Raider catcher talked to him out in front of home plate and that did count as a mound visit. Usually it's how you feeling doesn't quite make it. Strike called on the outside part of the plate, strike two. A 4-1 UNC Wilmington lead in the fifth inning. Outfield straight away for this left-hand hitter. Runner going. Lopez will steal third without a throw. Fausto gets his first stolen base of the year. So Lopez at third and two outs. Sometimes it doesn't matter when you're at second with two outs, but sometimes it does, such as, for instance, the balk that occurred earlier in this game, or you, know, you can stop and think about, oh, yeah, the two-out error, the two-out infield hit, two-out wild pitch. One-two delivery. Hit high in the air to right. Going back is the right fielder, Newton. He's at the wall, and Morgan has left the yard. Wyatt Morgan gets his first Blue Raider home run. A towering drive to right field that had enough to get over that fence. Marsh was having a beat on it all the way. Or make that Newton having a beat on it all the way. But it, uh, he ran out of real estate. Ran, didn't run into, but he came up against the wall. That's a big hit. So that makes it a four to three game and isn't that a collective difference? That, that's a big difference. So four, three, four to one. 
Well, I'll take four to three any day if you're going to be on the short end. Here's Brett Coker. Brett, a double and a run scored and a walk and two times up, slices one foul. One and two to Coker in the dirt, skips away. So two balls and two strikes. Four three game now after the Morgan home run. Two two to Coker, swing and a miss. 10 strikeouts for Chennault. However, a good inning for the Blue Raiders as they get two runs on two hits. The two-out, two-run homer from Wyatt Morgan with Fausto Lopez on base. And so in the middle of the fifth inning now, it's UNC Wilmington four and the Blue Raiders three. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. Out here, we charge into the heartland with Mountain Dew. Out here, there's no rush hour, just the rush of flying wide open on glassy water at 5 a.m. with your first dew in hand. And there's no spin class, just bright green spinner bait that ironically matches your second dew. Out here, we don't just play big buck hunt, we hunt actual big bucks. And out here, the best road is off-road, and the color of your truck is mud. Out here, it's dew. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Bottom of the fifth inning, 4-3 Seahawks over the Blue Raiders. And pitching change for the Blue Raiders, right-hander Bryson Thomas comes in for Eric Swan. Eric goes four innings. Four runs, three earned on four hits. He walked three and struck out two. And so Thomas comes on replacing him. Bryson, a fifth-year guy with the Blue Raiders, and he has been mostly used in the field, as you know, either as first baseman or designated hitter. But he also has seen action pitching in every season to some degree and is getting some here. He's ready to go, and Suggs, the catcher, steps in. First pitch from Bryson is a strike. Bryson appeared a couple of times last year and worked a total of only one inning. Had some issues with the arm. Strike called. Strike two. Overall, he's pitched 
nine innings, so as I said, just very limited action through his first four years. He's two strikes with Suggs. Suggs a walk and a strikeout. The 0-2 pitch, high and outside. Suggs one of four stolen bases that the Seahawks have picked up in this game. That came back in the first inning. 4-3 score in the bottom of the fifth. 1-2 pitch. Skips in the dirt and goes off the glove of Briggs Rudder off his shoulder and about 25 feet in the air behind home plate. So that's ball two. Two and two. Here's the pitch and outside and low. So 0 oh and 2 to 3 and 2 on consecutive pitches. Suggs, Mongero, and Balcom in the bottom of the fifth. 3 2 on the leadoff hitter. Popped in the air behind second base. Let's see, it's going to be the center fielder, Luke Vinson, coming way in. He had the better angle of the, th actually the best angle since there were three of Fausto Lopez, JT Mabry, Luke Vinson. Luke makes the catch. And Bryson gets the first man he faces on the fly ball. So with one out, Mongero comes to the plate. He is grounded to Mabry twice in his two times up. He's the shortstop for this UNCW team. Bryson with a fastball, misses inside, ball one and no strikes. One out, base is empty, a 1-0 pitch outside this time, ball two and no strikes. Eric Swan pitched an inning, got a save Friday, gets the start here in this game, goes four. Thomas relieving him, 2-0 pitch. Hit to left, Nate Sanders, just a slight slide step to his left, makes the catch on the soft line drive, two down. So with two down, Ethan Balcom is the batter. He bats from the right side and hits here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Fouls went out of play. Had a good sunset Friday night. Looks like we're going to get another one here in about 30 minutes. Sinking behind the right field, well, foul territory of, down the right side. Pitch is a ball, one ball and one strike. Four three game, Wyatt Morgan a two run homer in the top of this inning to pull the Blue Raiders to within one. Bouncer foul, a third.
So one and two with this batter. Thomas works. Ball hit foul near the first base dugout and out of play. Back just over the screen. And still one and two. Bryson Thomas looking in. He goes to work, brings it home low. And that'll even the count, two balls and two strikes. Each team got a run in the second inning. Seahawks got one in the third, two in the fourth. The Blue Raiders two here in the top of the fifth. Ground ball just foul at third. That probably didn't miss the base by more than about three inches. But the third base umpire, Warren Nicholson, had a perfect angle on that one. So a foul ball and still two and two. Bryson ready to go again. Here's the right-hander's pitch. Swing and a miss. Changed him up. And Thomas gets a strikeout. Three in the game for Blue Raider pitching. And for the first time in this game, the Seahawks go one, two, three. We'll go on to the sixth inning. And it's the Seahawks four and the Blue Raiders three. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. All right, five innings have come and gone. We move to the sixth. Seahawks a 4-3 lead over the Blue Raiders. And a new pitcher for the Seahawks. He is a freshman, a right-hander, Zane Taylor from Franklinton, North Carolina. And so he is making his first appearance in this ball game against the Blue Raiders. 5'11 right-hander, and so we go to the sixth inning in a one-run game. Both starting pitchers had some good success, and really Cheneau would like to have that two-run homer back, and his line would go from, okay, pretty good, 10 strikeouts in five innings, to, wow, that was good. Eric Swan battled some control issues just in terms of location and ended up doing okay as well, going four for the Blue Raiders. 
And the Tatsunori Nagishi at the plate. Infield hit, line drive to center, so one for two for the Blue Raiders right fielder. Nagishi, Sanders, and Jennings. Six, seven, and eight in this order, in this inning. Top of the sixth, the pitch goes outside. Evens the count at a ball and a strike. A 1-1 pitch, swing and a foul back. Four, three, four runs, four hits for UNC Wilmington. Three runs, five hits for the Blue Raiders. A one, two deliveries hit back up the middle into center field for a base hit. Tatsunori has a two for three game going as he greets Taylor with the base hit to center field. So the Blue Raider right fielder becomes the base runner at first. Nathan Sanders is the batter. Probably not too sorry that Cheneau left. Made a couple of strikeouts in his two times up against him. Of course, there were eight other strikeouts that he had as well. So plenty of company there. Sanders bunts. It's out in front of the plate. The play will be to first and out at first base. So a uh, sacrifice bunt, 1-3 the scoring. Runner to second base, Nagishi, and Gabe Jennings is the batter. Gabe has struck out and walked in his two times to the plate, a walk in the fourth inning. Getting his first uh, playing opportunity of the season, starting at first base. Right-hand hitter up there, takes a pitch high and outside for a ball. Runner at second, one out, top of the sixth. Blue Raiders get Nagishi in. They'll tie the game. 1-0 for Jennings. Gave a swing and a foul. And 1-1. One and one. A cool day here, but just a beautiful day weather-wise. Lots of sunshine. That's always high on my list of things I like to see. And a balk. The pitcher started to go to the mat. Okay, they said he didn't balk. He looked at second, but he stepped off the rubber, looked at second, but didn't fake a throw. So you get warned for that. I'm not sure what the purpose is, but what the heck. One ball and one strike. I, I, I don't mean it's a bad idea. I'm just slow. That's all. One and two. Good breaking pitch. And the umpires both made the same signal hands up in the air like a balk, which also means time. One and two to Gabe. Right-hander Taylor ready to work in the dirt. Nagishi had a big secondary lead, and fortunately that pitch was in the dirt and had to be blocked instead of not being in the dirt. They might have been, well, of course, he wouldn't have been going that far. It was a nice play by the catcher, Suggs, who 
We talked about Briggs Rudder being busy with some like that. So Suggs has also been. 2-2 with Gabe Jennings. Up high, ball three and strike two. Gabe from Lebanon. Three-two count on him here. Runner at second with one out. Three-two pitch. Oh, it hit him. Ouch. Got him on the left arm, just below the shoulder, it looked like. So it puts runners at first and second base with one out and brings up Luke Vincent. Luke also faced Cheneau twice and was out on strikes a couple of times. Although I have to put an asterisk by the second one from looked like might have been a little outside, but anyway, it was too close to take apparently. Swinging a foul straight back. So Nagishi a single, Sanders a sacrifice, Jennings a walk, or the hit by pitch on what would have been ball four. And so Vincent fouling a pitch, strike one is at the plate. Blue Raiders down by a run in this sixth inning. One strike delivery up high. Lights are on here as the sun getting lower in the sky, casting shadows. Sets at an angle that is really not going to be in anybody's eyes except maybe the third baseman on a pickoff throw or a throw from first. A 1-1 pitch, curveball, strike two. A.T. Mabry is on deck. Benson would like to be on base when he comes to the plate. Nagishi would like to be in the dugout having scored a run. One and two. Ball hit to center field. It's going to get caught. Nagishi back to tag up, but he didn't get there quickly enough. And so he is not able to advance as a result. Nagishi was waited to look to see what was going on before going back to tag. And as the catch was being made, he was still just getting to second. And so wisely decided that's not a good idea to go to third. So now two outs with two on. Top of the order in J.T. Mabry. J.T. looking for his first hit in this game. Had three of them yesterday, including a double. Takes a pitch for a ball. Three of JT's five hits in this season have been doubles. 1-0 pitch, two on. And a drive down the line in left. That's a fair ball by about a foot. It'll go down towards the corner. One run scores. And they're going to hold a runner at third. Good move by Jordan Getzelman. As the cutoff throw was a... And the relay was a beauty to the catcher. And that would have been all she wrote, but we are all tied up. J.T. Mabry, what you always like to get, that two-out RBI base hit. So Jennings 
coming hard into third. Thought about sending him, but a good move not to. And there's going to be an intentional walk <laughs> to Fausto Lopez. So that will load the bases with two outs. Tie ball game here in the top of the sixth, a two out RBI hit from J.T. Mabry. So it's Gabe Jennings at third, J.T. Mabry at second, Fausto Lopez at first now. Mabry went to second on the throw to the plate, so that's why he was there, why first base was open. Here's Briggs Rudder 0 for 3. Rudder, that's big good time for a home run. What do you think? Had one last year. Of course, that was in limited action, in particular, mostly late in the season. One ball, no strikes with Rudder. 4 4 game in the sixth inning. Curveball in for a strike, one and one. Nagishi singled. Nathan Sanders a sacrifice. Jennings hit by a pitch. Mabry a two-out RBI hit to tie the game. Intentional walk to Fausto Lopez, and so it's Briggs Rudder. Ground ball to third, and the force play at third will end the inning. But the Blue Raiders come up with a tying run here in this top of the sixth inning. One run on two hits, and there were three left on base. So middle of the sixth inning, a 2-2 baseball game from Wilmington, North Carolina. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive-through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? <laughs> yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. All right, bottom of the sixth inning, the Blue Raiders getting a tying hit from J.T. Mabry in the top of this inning, so it's 4-4. Bryson Thomas, who came into the game in the fifth in relief of starter Eric Swan, gets set for his second inning of work. He will face Trevor Marsh, John Newton, and Jack Kroom. Marsh 0 for 2 in this game. 1 for 3 against the Blue Raiders on Friday night with a double. Center fielder takes a pitch. It's high and outside for ball one. 
Bryson Thomas in for his second inning of work. The right-hander's pitch hit in the air to right. Nagishi backs up and slides a little bit to his right, makes the catch, one out. Leadoff batter retired in the bottom of the sixth inning. Number 19, John And so with one out, that'll bring up John Newton, an infield hit for him to drive in a run in the second inning. He's one for two. Newton starting in right field for Wilmington here this afternoon. Actually, local time, we're almost 6 o'clock. I guess we've slid into evening, or at least the early evening hours. one pitch. Hit off the handle, foul, and out of play behind home plate, one and one. Bryson, a ball and a strike, so this hitter. Big right-hander brings it in. It's hit in the air to shallow center field. Long run for Luke Vinson, but he makes the catch. And there are two outs. So a couple of quick outs here to start the bottom of the sixth inning. Jack Kroom, the third baseman, is the batter. Kroom steps in from the left side. Third baseman takes a ball, 1-0. Temperature down to 48 degrees now as the sun is setting. Hard smash, foul past first. One ball and a strike. Kroom back in as he's at the plate, a ball and a strike, 1-1 one, one pitch. It's low. Two balls and one strike. Eric Swan went the first four. Bryson Thomas came into the game in the fifth and works here in the bottom of the sixth inning. His 2-1 pitch is outside. Ball three and strike one. Outfield straight away for this left-hand hitter. A 3-1 delivery, that's ball four. So a two-out walk keeps the inning going. For Thomas, his first walk, fourth in the game from Blue Raider pitching. Top of the order, and Brooks Baldwin. Baldwin a single, stolen base, and scored a run in the fourth on the Lefrieri homer. He's one for three. And a two-out walk keeps things going in the bottom of the sixth inning. Baldwin waiting, and Thomas throws to first. You know, preseason awards are, are interesting. Um, and it shows, and if you're, particularly if you're a recipient of those, it 
is good to see your talents recognized. Here's a bunt attempt, foul at the plate. The Blue Raiders have a shift on for Baldwin. Coker is off the bag at third from his third base position. At about halfway between second and third, and a step or two beyond the baseline. Fausto Lopez is a good 10, 12 feet on the first base side of second back on the grass, and then Mabry shading slightly to the hole at first base. Throw to first, a runner back again. Still only one pitch to Baldwin. First time we've seen a shift used. Of course, it's very early in the season. It would make sense, and you're not familiar with either of these teams. As they're not familiar, here's the ball in the dirt, and it'll be a wild pitch. And so that moves a runner into scoring position with two outs. Each team has had a two-out, two-run homer. Man on deck for UNC Wilmington and Wyatt Morgan for the Blue Raiders. A ball and a strike. Ground ball sharply hit to first. Gabe Jennings is going to take it himself. He tags the bag to retire the side. A walk but nothing doing. No runs or hits in air and one left on base for UNC Wilmington in the bottom of the sixth inning. MTSU on top and not on top, even in this one. 4-4 as we go to the seventh. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Well, six inning totals all even on the scoreboard at 4-4. Four, four. four runs, seven hits, two errors, eight left for the Blue Raiders who have got the bases loaded twice. And for UNC Wilmington, four runs, four hits, one error, and they've stranded six. So we'll move along to the seventh inning. Mentioned the lights on, the sun setting off behind the first base stands, actually deep down the first base stands. And so apparently 
They uh, remember the Blue Raiders were called for a ball because they were a few seconds late getting started, and it's just happened to UNC Wilmington. You know, we have one-minute commercials, and the commercial just ended when we were about ready to go, so I don't know how they timed that. Maybe I talked too long at the beginning. Here's a strike to Wyatt Morgan. Uh, Two-run homer for Wyatt back in the fifth inning, single earlier in the game. And so he is two for three. Swing and a miss. Changeup had him out in front. One and two. 4-4 game in the seventh inning. Blue Raiders and the Seahawks. Morgan stepped out, had to adjust the batting helmet after that swing. Gets back in, takes a pitch for a ball. Two and two. Each team a run in the second. UNC Wilmington one in the third, two in the fourth. The Blue Raiders two in the fifth and one in the sixth. So it's all even at 4-4, swing and a foul, still two and two. Zane Taylor working a 2-2 pitch, high and outside, ball three and strike two. So full count delivery. Blue Raiders like to get some runs, get out in front. 3-2 delivery is up high for ball four. That pitch didn't miss by much from this point of view. Based on the response from the first base dugout, they weren't real happy with it, but. Runner at first, Morgan. And Brett Coker is the batter. Brett, a double. And a walk, one for two, scored the Blue Raiders' run in the second inning. Takes a strike, 0-1. One. one strike delivery, swing, and a foul back. And 0-2. And now we got a nice sunset again tonight. Not quite like Friday night. But it'll do. It's an awful nice one. Swing and a miss by Coker. Taylor went up the ladder with him, and Zane tried to chase a high one. Not able to get on top of it, so a strikeout. That is the first for Taylor, the 11th in the game. Eleventh in the game for Seahawk pitching. Runner at first, one out now. And Tatsunori Nagishi is the batter. He has a couple of hits today. Single in the second, single in a run scored in the sixth. And also lying to center in between that. 1-0 pitch to the Blue Raider right fielder. Hit foul, pass first. 
Well, you mentioned the Blue Raiders head back to Tennessee and after this game be in Belmont, scheduled to be at Belmont. The weather doesn't look so good, but you never can tell. Every once in a while they don't get it right. Ball and a strike. Up high, ball two and strike one. Next weekend, it's three games in Coastal Carolina, Friday against the University of Illinois, Saturday against Ball State University, and then Rutgers University on Sunday. And then it's the first home game a week from Tuesday against Lipscomb. 2-1 pitch, didn't check his swing on a good breaking ball, and strike two. Tatsunori tried to hold up, but not successful in doing so. Not so sure it wasn't a strike anyway. Not a good pitch to hit. It was in on the hands. Sanders on deck, and Nagishi at the plate. Runner at first, one out. A 2-2 pitch hit to the shortstop right on the bag. Out at second on the first for a double play. It's was almost caught by one hop by the pitcher, and he fortunately for the, the Seahawks wasn't able to get there because the shortstop, Mangero, got it about a half a step from the bag, and so it was hit hard enough, and as it turned out, a 6-3 double play. So that takes care of the Blue Raiders. Nothing doing here in the seventh. A walk, but the man erased in the double play. Seventh inning stretch time this evening in Wilmington, North Carolina, Blue Raiders 4 and UNC Wilmington 4. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. What was that? 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. Hey, um, glad you came on. After uh, it's a new season, get, get ready for more men's and break? women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield under the broadcasting rights granted by Middle Tennessee State University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of Middle Tennessee State University and Learfield. Announcers are provided by Learfield and approved by the university. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. Just underway in the bottom of the seventh. First ball swinging Dylan Leafrey hits a high pop fly. And J.T. Mabry made the catch just a couple of steps out into the outfield grass. So one pitch and one out here in the UNC Wilmington bottom of the seventh inning. The batter is Ron Evans. Evans has 
a walk and a run scored. Scored on a two-out balk back in the third inning. Takes a pitch, and it's a called strike. 4-4 in the bottom of the seventh. Sun has gone below the horizon here in Wilmington. Pitch high and inside, ball one, and strike one. Evans, the first baseman for this Seahawks team. 1-1 pitch. Outside, ball two, and strike one. Bryson Thomas on for his third inning of work. And the right-hander's pitch down low, and three balls and a strike. Outfield playing this hitter to pull the baseball to left. Stands in from the right side, 3-1 pitch, and he pulls it to left, slams it fair into the left field corner. He'll have extra bases and cruise into second base, standing with the double. Fifth hit for the Seahawks, first off of Bryson Thomas, a one-out double here in the seventh. And it brings up the catcher, Matt Suggs. Pitch was just a little bit up. The hitter got out in front of it, but kept it fair by about two feet into the left field corner. So Evans has a double. He's at second base with one out. Suggs at the plate. Facing Bryson Thomas, a pitch to him, strike called. Final game for this weekend series between three teams here at UNC Wilmington, each of us getting to play four times. One strike, the count, the pitch, swing and a foul. And strike two. Each team got a run in the second. A third inning run for the Seahawks put them ahead two to one. They added two more on a two-run homer from Lee Friere in the fourth. Then the Blue Raiders got a two-run homer from Wyatt Morgan in the fifth and tied it on a J.T. Mabry single in the sixth. 4-4, bottom of the seventh. Runner at second, one out for UNC Wilmington. There's a ball, deep drive, fouled by a ton, but hit a tonner, but doesn't count. Long foul ball, showing my age, but back in the old days, they used to refer to that as a loud foul ball. It's a strike, and strike two. Bryson takes some time getting the sign. He's ready to go. Two strikes again to this hitter. Swing and a miss. Second strikeout for Bryson. That was a good changeup. 
And it's exactly what a changeup is supposed to do. Have that hitter just barely out in front. If you ever see a time it looks like a batter swung right through the pitch, usually more often than not, it's going to be on a changeup. Because you're very close to where you need to be to hit it, but just a foot or so off. So two outs now. The inning continues for Mongero, the shortstop. Pitch to him is outside a ball. Mongero, a couple of ground outs to Mabry at second. A line drive to Nate Sanders in left and his three times to the plate. First pitch of ball to this left-hand hitter. One zero in the pitch, strike called. Got the outside corner, one and one. Evans at second base with two outs. He had a one-out double. One-one pitch. That's a little high. Ball two and strike one. So 2-2 two, two the count on this hitter. Make that 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one pitch. Fouled away. Now it's 2-2. Two two. Got ahead of myself, I guess. Well, it's been a fun weekend in Wilmington. As always, though, you look forward to getting back to Murfreesboro. Hit her back in, and the count at two balls and two strikes. Number two at the plate, and there are two outs in the inning. On 2-20-2022, ball outside. Three balls and two strikes. With one out, Evans doubled into the left field corner. He's at second base with two outs. Full count on this batter. Base hit to center field. That will score the go-ahead run. A two-out base hit. Well... You can't beat them, and they're sure tough when they happen against you, but you tip your hat to the other club. And 5-4 now in favor of UNC Wilmington. 3-2 pitch. And the ball was just hit right up the middle. The runner at second, Evans, a good lead, and ball slowed down when it hit the grass. And with the hitter at the plate who can has some power, you're not playing real shallow in the outfield either. So the inning continues for Ethan Bauckham, runner at first, and he gets a throw. Thomas ready to work to this hitter. Delivers the strike, strike one. 
5-4 Seahawks in the bottom of the seventh inning. A two-out RBI hit from Mongero, who's the hitter earlier today in their game with uh, bases clearing, two out, three-run double. Sent them from down five to three to ahead six to five. Now the throw to first base. Mongero does not have a big lead right now. 1-0 pitch popped in the air at the plate. It's going to be the catcher Briggs Rudder, and he makes the catch for the third out. A run on two hits, one left for the Seahawks in the bottom of the seventh. UNC Wilmington now leads the Blue Raiders by a 5-4 to four score at the end of seven innings of play. And this is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. Out here, we'd charge into the heartland with Mountain Dew. Out here, there's no rush hour, just the rush of flying wide open on glassy water at 5 a.m. with your first dew in hand. And there's no spin class, just bright green spinner bait that ironically matches your second dew. Out here, we don't just play big buck hunt, we hunt actual big bucks. And out here, the best road is off-road, and the color of your truck is mud. Out here, it's dew. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthcare.com. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Nate Sanders bats for the Blue Raiders, leading off the top of the eighth inning. New pitcher in for 
UNC Wilmington swing and a miss. And so quickly 0-2. He is a right-hander, Cody Benton. Saw his brother, a left-hander, Cole Benton, in the game on Friday. Two strikes with Sanders hitting. Sanders hit by a two-strike pitch. Number eight, Gabe Jennings. And so Nathan Sanders gets on base to lead off the eighth inning. Here's Gabe Jennings. Jennings was hit by a pitch his last time at the plate. Like to get ahead here, sends one in the air to right field, and that'll get caught by Newton over towards the line. So a fly ball, one out, one on, in the top of the eighth inning. Benton, the right-hander, a sophomore, and he's from Cerro Gordo, North Carolina. Luke Vinson, the batter, Luke 0 for 3 thus far in this game. Stands in from the left side. Sanders, good speed at first base. The ball outside. Zane Taylor, two innings, two hits, one run, one earned, two walks, and a strikeout in his work for the Seahawks. And Benton replacing him. Lang drive, base hit, past third. Sanders makes the turn, but the left fielder, Liffieri, gets it back in in a hurry. Vincent has his first hit of this game, and it puts runners at first and second base with one out and J.T. Mabry at the plate. J.T., a big two-out RBI hit back in the sixth. That tied the game at 4-4. An opportunity to do the same thing, except with one out here in the eighth inning. Pitch to Mabry, swing and a miss. Looked like he was on that breaking pitch all the way, but just swung a little bit over the top of it. So a hit by pitch, and then with one out, a single. Vincent at first, Sanders at second, Mabry at the plate. One strike to JT. Line foul past first base. Heads into the right field corner. Foul by a few feet, but you know when those leave the bat, it's for about 60 feet, it's a little tough to get a read. It was hit well the other way. Two strikes with JT. So Benton ready with a two-strike delivery to the Blue Raiders' second baseman. It's on the way, and he hits it high in the air back in this direction. Sounded like, felt like it hit the press box. Bang, nice deep thud. So still two strikes with Mabry. 
0-2, JT waiting. Right-hander Benton holds in the set position, brings it in, fouled off to the right side again. JT getting outside pitches, going the other way. Like to get one just a little bit straightened out into that right field corner. If he's going to still have the opportunity to do that. Of course, he wouldn't mind turning on one inside and whacking it over the fence and left either, would he? Two strikes to Mabry. Hit in the air to right field. Newton coming in for that one and makes the catch. Two Shallow for the runners to be able to advance. So two down here in the eighth inning. And Fausto Lopez will bat. Fausto, a single in three at-bats. Plus, he's received an intentional walk. Got his first stolen base of the year back in the fifth inning. So two on, two outs for Lopez. Fausto, two-run homer in each of the games Friday. Drove in two runs yesterday. Ground out and a sacrifice fly. Pitch on the way to Lopez. Bounced to short. And the throw from Mongero out at first to retire the side. No runs on one hit for the Blue Raiders. Two left here in the top of the eighth. And it's 5-4 UNC Wilmington as we go to the bottom of the eighth inning. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Bryson Thomas in to start his fourth inning of work. Bryson came into the game in relief of starter Eric Swan to start the sixth. And he is going to th start things off in the bottom of the eighth. Bryson has allowed a run on three, hit, two hits rather, in his three innings of work. A walk and two strikeouts. So Trevor Marsh, John Newton, and Jack Kroom bat in the bottom of the eighth inning. Blue Raiders in the ninth inning will have Briggs Rudder, Wyatt Morgan, and Brett Coker scheduled up. 
right now trailing by one. A 1-0 pitch, swing and a miss, 1-1. One one. Five runs, eight hits for the Blue Raiders. And then make that four runs, eight hits, four, five runs, six hits for the Seahawks. High fly into left center, and it's going to be the center fielder, Luke Vinson, over there. And makes the catch. There's one out. Leadoff man retired in the bottom of the eighth inning. John Newton is the batter. Got a single to drive in a run in the, the second inning. One for three. Getting the start in right field for the Seahawks in this game today. Pitch to Newton, up and in. And the ball and no strikes. Outfield shading him to pull the ball to left field. Normal depth all the way around. 1-0 pitch in the dirt. And two balls and no strikes. Blue Raiders looking to hold him here. Rally in the ninth inning. And a hit by pitch. Haven't uh, had, well, other than Nagishi getting hit a couple of times, haven't had too many hit by pitches. Total of three, all involving other teams' pitchers through the first three games. And there have been three in this game. That's the first Seahawk batter put on base with the hit by pitch. So runner at first and one out. Here's Jack Kroom. He has a single and a walk, one for two officially. Blue Raiders down by a run as UNC Wilmington bats in the bottom of the eighth inning. Another throw to first base. Short lead over there by Newton. Lopez shading this hitter up the middle, a lot of room between third and short if he goes the other way. Doesn't, but he goes into right field with a base hit, and that'll put runners at first and second with one out. Kroom has his second hit, and seven in the game for the Seahawks, a ground ball single to right field. First and second base and one out. Top of the order, and Brooks Baldwin. He's one for four in this game, has a stolen base and has scored a run. So he's at the plate with Lee Fieri, who's had also a good couple of games against the Blue Raiders, waiting on deck. So Bryson Thomas in a little trouble, works here and drilled fair down the line in right field. That could score both of them. We'll see how, yeah, it'll score them easily. And Baldwin, as the ball is bobbled momentarily, goes to third. He would have anyway. 
And boy, does that change the complexion in this game in a big hurry. A two-run triple. And now it's seven to four. And a runner is at third and still only one out. Baldwin jumped all over that first pitch. Looked like a breaking ball stayed up a little bit. Hit it fair by about 10 feet into the right field corner. Long run for Nagishi to get to it. And it was one of those, as soon as the ball's hit, you know it's not going to be caught. And so if you're a base runner, you can take off. And so they easily scored from first and second. And Baldwin showing a lot of good speed to get a triple. 7-4. Now in the bottom of the eighth inning. Infield in for the Blue Raiders. 1-0 and a strike, 1-1. One and one. Leadoff man was retired, hit by pitch, single and triple from the next three. Lee Fieri, a two-out, two-run homer earlier in this game. That was in the fourth inning. His second home run against the Blue Raiders. Lifts this one in the air to right field. Should be deep enough. Nagishi makes the catch, fires towards the plate, but it's not going to be in time, and that makes it an 8-4 game. Sacrifice fly, third run batted in in the game for Lee Fieri. And so as a result, an 8-4 Seahawks lead in the bottom of the eighth. You, you think about things that you'd like to see your team do. It's always tough when the other team does it. And of course, that one thing is you got a close game late and create and take advantage of scoring opportunities and expand that lead just a little bit. And that uh, that's exactly what the Seahawks have done. And so they're in, in a position now being three outs away with a four-run lead from sweeping their opening weekend of hosting. That's just really not very hospitable. But they, uh, they are, they're showing signs of, of a team that is got a chance to be pretty good. And you think particularly when you consider how they have, they had only eight starts from last year's team coming back this year. Five of them were more by one pitcher, and that's Ethan Chenault, who we saw earlier. Coach Jerry Myers going to the mound after a long visit from Briggs Rudder, and we're going to get a new Blue Raider pitcher. So Bryson Thomas will go three and two-thirds innings. Book is closed as nobody's on base for him. Four runs, four hits, a walk, and two strikeouts. Tell you about the new pitcher for the Blue Raiders when we come back. You're listening to MTSU Baseball on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans. This is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. 
Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. Hit a grand slam with Bunny Bread, proud supporter of the Blue Raiders. With its soft, fresh taste you know and love, Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns are fan favorites for all ages. Bunny is the perfect triple play with the taste you want, the nutrition you need, and energy to go. So step up to the play with Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns today and share the Blue Raiders on to victory. That's what I said. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. The new pitcher for the Blue Raiders is a right-hander making his Blue Raider debut. He's right-hander Justin Goldstein. He comes from Tustin, California. I remember looking at uh, houses there about 30 years ago. Anyway, um, Orange Coast College, which is where Tatsunori Nagishi is also from. And so he is, like I said, making his Blue Raider debut. And so look forward to seeing how he does. Goldstein had a few innings last year. He's coming off of an injury, and so he didn't get a lot of work in. And so it'll be good to see how he does here as he'll face Ron Evans with two outs, bases empty, and three runs in. 8-4 is the score. Goldstein's first pitch called strike on the outside corner. Next one on the way is strike two. Got the inside part of the plate there. Evans has a double in this game. Also a walk. One for three with the walk. He's stolen a base, scored two runs. His double came in the seventh inning, and when he scored, that broke the tie. At That was at 4-4. Fastball sails high, ball one, and strike two. Cool in uh, Wilmington now. It's last time I checked, it was 48. Yeah, 46 now. One, two pitch. Swing and a foul. Chris, I'm also remembering last year, what would have been the opening weekend at uh, Bree Smith Field is was when we had like three or four inches of snow with ice on top of it. Sunday, the game was canceled because the field was covered with snow, but that afternoon and evening, as the sun came out and it started to melt, the baseball team spent the night shoveling snow. That's a lot of acreage to shovel snow off of, but able to get a couple of makeup games in the next two days. Here's a high pop fly. Let's see if it stays in play behind the plate. Uh, not quite. Just barely over the screen. Briggs Rudder got back there. And still one and two. According to my weather here, a little warmer in Murfreesboro than 46, 59 degrees right now. Hope that's right. That'll be a pleasant late February evening. 
Goldstein with a one-two pitch. Up high, ball two and strike two. Looking in the ninth, Rudder, Morgan, Coker, and several more. If the Blue Raiders want to have a chance here, down by four. Two-two pitch. Ball three is in the dirt. Reminder about the Blue Raiders being scheduled in to play Belmont at Belmont on Tuesday afternoon. Full count delivery inside for ball four. So a two out walk keeps the inning going. That's the fifth walk from Blue Raiders pitching here in this game. And with two outs, it brings up the catcher, Matt Suggs. Suggs is 0 for 3 with a walk thus far in this game. A three-run inning has opened it up here in the bottom of the eighth with the score 5-4 Seahawks. A hit by pitch, a single, and a triple, followed by a sacrifice fly, have scored the three. So the inning continues with the two-out walk. Pitch low and blocked by Briggs Rudder. It's only right that he should have to do that at least one more time. He's been busy in this game. Outfield playing Suggs slightly to pull and a little bit deep in center and in left. Right-hand hitter at the plate, throw to first. Evans, who had about a three-foot lead, had no problem getting back in safely. Pitch on the way, it's up high. Seahawks lead the Blue Raiders here in the bottom of the eighth inning in Wilmington. It hit Suggs. It sounded like it hit the bat. I don't know. It must have had like a plastic piece on his arm. He made no effort to, to get out of the way of that ball. Time is called now as Coach Jim Toman goes out, wants to talk to the home plate umpire about that call. Coach Toman, when he goes out to talk, a lot of times starts starts off pretty good as far as just conversational. Um, and if he doesn't hear the kind of explanation he wants, he might uh, get a little emphatic. And I, you know, that's always fun. That's one thing I miss at the major league level because of instant replays. I mean, about the only thing I miss about getting calls right. But golly, there used to be some great umpire, arg- baseball umpire with arguments, players, coaches, managers with umpires.
Cyril Weaver come to mind for any of us who remember way back. Pitch high and outside to Tabor Mongero. Mongero, a two-out RBI single his last time up. At that time, untied the game. He had the game-winning hit in a come-from-behind win in the first game today, and it might be what would prove to be that in a tie game here tonight. Well, it started this afternoon. Now it's tonight. Foul ball back and a ball and a strike. Justin Goldstein, a walk and a hit by pitch, a right-hander in his Blue Raider debut. 1-1 one, one pitch, swing and a miss. Good breaking ball. 1-2. and two. Two on, two outs, a ball and two strikes. Goldstein set, checks the runner at second base. The one-two pitch, drilled to center, and Luke Vinson, a couple of steps to his left, makes the catch to retire the side. But a big bottom of the eighth inning for UNC Wilmington. Three runs. On two hits, there are no errors, and two runners are left on base. So we will head to the ninth inning. UNC Wilmington leads the Blue Raiders by a score of 8-4. to four. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656, or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go, Blue, and I'll see you at the game. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. Top of the ninth, big order for the Blue Raiders, trailing by four. Eight to four is the score. And Hunter Hodges is the new pitcher, the fourth of the game, to be used by UNC Wilmington. Hodges is a right-hander. And he's a sophomore from right here in Wilmington. We saw him in the, at the end of that Seahawk walk-off win Friday night. In that game, Hodges worked an inning and a third, allowed no runs on two hits, had a couple of walks and a strikeout. So the right-hander in, and the Blue Raiders get set here in the top of the ninth. So Briggs Rudder leads off. Briggs looking for his first hit in this game. Came in four for eight on the season. 
So even with an 0 for 4, he's still hitting 333. So Rudder, Morgan, and Coker. As we mentioned, have to get more than that to get things even and send it to the bottom of the ninth. We'll see what happens. And that bouncer up the middle. Nice play by Mongero and out on a close play at first. That was a really nice play by Mongero. And a good throw as well. And then he gets Rudder by less than half a step at first base. That ball looked like it was going to center field, frankly, from this perspective. And nice play by Mongero. So one out. Quickly one out. Wyatt Morgan. Big two-run, two-out home run back in the fifth inning for the Blue Raiders. Brought him to within one at that time. Wyatt has two hits and a walk in this game. First pitch, a ball from Hodges. Next one, a strike called one and one. Outfield straight away for Morgan, and it looks like the right fielder, Newton's a step or two deeper than he was before the home run. Foul to the first base dugout, strike two. Blue Raiders in danger of going one and three here after winning the opener Friday afternoon in 10 innings, 3-2 over St. John's. A couple of tough losses. A 4-3 lead in the ninth of Friday night's game and ended up being a win for the Seahawks. And yesterday, a 5-0 lead early ended up being a 6-5 loss. So right there, it's... Frankly, the first three games could have gone either way, all of them. But they didn't, and at least one of them went the Blue Raiders' way. This one was that way, really, until this bottom of the eighth inning that we just finished up. Ball three, strike two with Morgan. Lefty at the plate, and ball four is outside. Wyatt has shown the good ability to be very, very picky at the plate. That's the fifth time he's walked in just four games. And Brian Dillingham is going to go in and pinch run. Brian Dillingham, his third year with the program, has played infield and outfield. Lots of good speed, as you would imagine. He's running for Wyatt Morgan here in the top of the ninth inning. Coker takes and a pitch is high. Brett Coker a double in three at-bats plus a walk. one pitch, swing and a foul tip. One one Brett got a double back in the second inning, scored the Blue Raiders' first run on a wild pitch. Dillingham, the runner at first base with one out. Ball and a strike. Ground ball to second. One at second, two. Wow, oh, safe at first. The throw pulled him off the bag. Wow. 
So the first base umpire is going to ask the home plate umpire who would have had no angle on that play at all. And just watching it live is without getting the good angle of where the foot was at first, it looked like a game-ending double play. And, nope, it's going to be safe at first. And so Dillingham is out at second, and Coker is at first base. So in any case, it brings up Tatsunori Nagishi. He has two hits in four at-bats here in this game. Takes high, ball one. top of the ninth inning as the Blue Raiders are on the short end of that score. 1-0 to Tatsunori. Strike called in the inside corner. 1-1. A three-run bottom of the eighth big for the Seahawks to get that lead to four. Hat tip to them, a 1-1 pitch, strike called, 1-2. and two. Blue Raiders down to their last out, trailing by four. A ball and two strikes on Nagishi. 1-2 pitch, the runner goes, throw to second base is not in time. Nobody was really covering, but... Mangero came on over there, and I think I heard them say that was indifferent, defensive indifference, so no stolen base. But the runners at second base, it removes a force play, and you never know. Two balls and two strikes. Up high and inside, ball three and strike two. If this game ends within the next 60 seconds, it will be uh, an exactly three-hour game. Might just soon to go about another hour, really. 3-2 to Nagishi. Swing and a miss, and that's the ball game. So the Blue Raiders have a tough time here in the late innings, as it turns out. And UNC Wilmington gets the win here in this final game of the series to be played in Wilmington. Eight to four is the final score. We'll be back with totals and highlights after this. And you've been listening to MTSU Baseball on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. 
Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive-through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! This has been Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game was presented by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Reds. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Let's go back to the stadium. Welcome back to the ballpark. This is Bob Jamison. We're coming your way tonight from Wilmington, North Carolina, where the Blue Raiders have just finished playing four games in three days, uh, winning the first, dropping the next three, and all three, all four of them, uh, very tightly played contests. Uh, this one turned uh, really on a three-run eighth inning in terms of it not being as far as the final score is concerned, but otherwise it certainly fits in with that uh, designation as the other three. Blue Raiders dropped this one to UNC Wilmington, the Seahawks get it by an 8-4 to four score. Each team got a run in the second inning. The Blue Raiders, Brett Coker, double, and then he scored a couple of outs or one out later on a wild pitch. Wilmington tied it on an air and a couple of singles in the bottom of the inning to make it 1-1. An interesting third inning with Eric Swan pitching. There was a balk 
with a runner, runners at first and third and two outs that scored what then was a go-ahead run at two to one. So you had two, two walks and a balk that led to a run in that third. Wilmington added to the lead in the fourth inning with two outs. Baldwin a single, and then Leafieri, his second home run in two games against the Blue Riders. This one went to left, as did the first one. That made it 4-1 to one at the end of four innings of play. Blue Raiders in the fifth inning got a couple of them right back and in the same fashion. A two-out, two-run homer from new Blue Raider Wyatt Morgan. A bomb to right field. That made it 4-3. The Blue Raiders then tied the game in the sixth inning. Nagishi led off with a single. Sanders sacrificed him to second. Gabe Jennings was hit by a pitch. Vincent a fly ball, but then with two outs, J.T. Mabry came through with a two-out RBI single to tie things at 4-4. The Blue Raiders would get base runners and threaten in each of their next three at-bats, getting runners into scoring position, but not able to push anybody across. And so after that three-run at bottom of the eighth inning for UNC Wil Wilmington, Made it 8-4. to four. That was just a little bit too much to overcome to try to do something in the ninth inning. So 8-4 to four is the final score as the Blue Raiders wrap this up. Just to give you an idea, you had a 3-2 win in the first game. That went 10 innings. Friday, then Friday night against this Wilmington team, they came back with three runs in the bottom of the ninth. There was a two-run homer to actually win it to beat the Blue Raiders 6-4. to four. Yesterday, a 6-5 loss to St. John's, and then this one here, 8-4 to to the Seahawks. So a lot of fun to be here, certainly a, a good place to come visit, and we have enjoyed our time here. Blue Raiders would like to take an extra win or two home with them, but that's uh, was certainly not to be. Blue Raiders in action, don't forget, scheduled to play at Belmont on Tuesday and then next weekend have three games against three different teams on the campus of Coastal Carolina, Illinois, Ball State, and Rutgers. Final score, 8-4. to four. Blue Raiders drop this one, and I'll come back with the final totals on tonight's game after we take this break. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Out here, we charge into the heartland with Mountain Dew. Out here, there's no rush hour, just the rush of flying wide open on glassy water at 5 a.m. with your first dew in hand. And there's no spin class, just bright green spinnerbait that ironically matches your second dew. Out here, we don't just play big buck hunt, we hunt actual big bucks. And out here, the best road is off-road, and the color of your truck is mud. Out here, it's dew. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school, or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, 
Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious bunny bread and bunny buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're watching with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help strike out hunger and give you energy. So pick up some bunny buns and bunny bread today. It's sure to be a home run. That's what I said. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Well, Blue Blue Raiders wrapping up time in Wilmington, North Carolina, dropping this one eight to four. And it was the Blue Raiders with four runs, eight hits, two errors, and 11 left on base for UNC Wilmington. Eight runs, eight hits, one error, and nine left on base. Zane Taylor gets the win. The loss goes to Bryson Thomas, and the game was played in three hours before a crowd of 1,080. So again, Blue Raiders in action uh, scheduled at Belmont on Tuesday afternoon, and that'll be the next time that they will take the field. Final score, 8-4. to four. Blue Raiders drop one to UNC Wilmington here tonight, and this is Bob Jamison. Thanks for your time today, and certainly appreciate you joining us on Blue Raiders Baseball. Look forward to talking to you next time, and until then, we'll say so long from the ballpark and let you know that you've been listening to MTSU Baseball on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. This has been Blue Raider Baseball. Today's game was presented by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Breads. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Blue Raider Network.